The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Conspiracies, psychological operations, and foraging in the fall. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for joining me today, everybody. I sure appreciate it. Well, today I'm going to be talking about some conspiracy theories. I'm going to be talking about foraging in the fall as far as what's still available to go out and forage. And I'm going to be talking about several other things today, but primarily I wanted to visit about The fact that there are so many conspiracy theories that are floating around and we have this big psychological operation that's in full effect. Matter of fact, there are multiple psychological operations and you might call it Operation Chaos, to borrow a phrase from Rush Limbaugh when he had his Operation Chaos concerning Hillary Clinton. But this is a different Operation Chaos. This is the chaos that's caused by the psychological operations. In this past week, we had this scare in the first few days of October as far as a warning coming over your phone and also the possibility of some electronic pulses going through and ruining your equipment. We had people 
worried about Russia putting all their people underground and the United States mistaking that as a first strike by Russia to where they would start pushing buttons left and right. I received many emails from people telling me to turn my equipment off during the test that they ran of the emergency broadcast system where they sent everyone a text. And there are people that are talking about they got their text a few minutes early, others a few minutes late. and They're trying to make big deals out of lots of things. And I'm going to give you my take on the whole issue. And I hope that I make sense. I hope that what I say hits home. Because we need to quit chasing our tail like a dog that goes out there in the yard and chases its tail. We all laugh at that dog and maybe take a video of it and think it's funny. So why in the world are we doing that? I'm glad we don't have tails because we definitely would be chasing them. I'm not trying to say that hindsight is 2020 and I knew better than having all the chaos that they said was going to happen in early October. But I have to say this. I smelled a rat all the way across. And I smell a big rat as far as Russia and the United States and China possibly could be in lockstep trying to make us all fearful. There is a possibility of that. But definitely, we have people that are spreading rumors that are from the other side. They want to see just how gullible we are, and they're going to push whatever narrative they think that they can shove down our throat and hope that the majority of us fall for that and start spreading what would be misinformation that was given to us, and we would be regurgitating that misinformation back to the world. And just like if you've ever watched a football game, it's generally the person that retaliates that gets the flag. The one that sneaks a little sucker punch doesn't get caught, but the one that gets mad and wants revenge and throws a big haymaker, well, they always get flagged. And that's exactly what they're doing to us. A lot of these psychological operations include putting all sorts of crazy theories out amongst we the people. And we start talking about it as if it's fact or is going to happen for sure. And then everybody sees us and says, oh, look at those kooks. And the idea is not put on our head by us thinking about it. The idea is put in our head by a psychological operation. And so I'm not scolding anyone that fell for this. Not one bit. I'm going to tell you my opinion of it at the end of this as far as why we seem to be taking the bait so easy. Well, I'll tell you right now because I'll probably forget if I don't tell you now. We are taking the bait that the PSYOP is putting out against us, or for us to take, I guess I should say, because the government is so distrustful and so obviously corrupt that we totally distrust our government. And so we are willing to believe anything about a corrupt government that is capable of doing anything. And they're using their corruption and they're using their psychological operation against us to throw out all sorts of conspiracy theories, again, that did not come from the right side of things, did not come from the patriots, did not come from the God-fearing people. It comes from the satanic people. 
It comes from the people that want to tear our country down, that want to get rid of Christianity, that want to enslave mankind, or worse yet, exterminate mankind. They are putting all sorts of theories out among we the people. And while I do appreciate all the heads up that I got from people telling me to turn off my phone and a whole lot of things that they told me to do, because they were scared of this alert that was going to come across the phone. Well, I was so worried that I forgot all about it, didn't shut my phone off, didn't do anything, and nothing happened except I had a text message that would have done me no good because I was on the tractor in the hayfield and I didn't check the text message till about eight hours later because I was so busy I didn't stop for anything. But what I'm trying to say here is we have to have a lot more caution as far as taking information and running with it because the information is not coming from us. It's coming from the CIA or the FBI or or another alphabet agency out there that is trying their best to discredit us, make us look like we're fools. And another thing I think they're doing is crying wolf so much that pretty soon no one is going to listen when someone cries wolf. And when nobody listens, that's when they're going to put the hammer down and do what they're going to do. And so I think what they're trying to do is soften us up and trying to make us look foolish on one hand, and they're trying to harden the people against any warnings that might come from we the people. They'll automatically discount them because, oh, those people are those kooks that believed in all these other things. And so they're really dotting all their I's and crossing all their T's as far as the people that are against us. They are doing a good job. And there are many people that are disgusted with we the people that come out and try to warn everyone, because so far, the people putting on the psychological operation are one or two steps ahead of us. But we're the ones that have to put on the brakes. If we can put on the brakes and just analyze all the information we hear, and don't pass it on until we are absolutely certain that the information we have is credible. I heard information that 5G was going to be activated and people that were going to have things happen within their blood. I heard zombie apocalypse. I had a lot of people contact me with an awful lot of theories. And I'm not scolding those that got a hold of me. I really do appreciate it. Because one of these times it's going to be real. But I'm afraid that the people who are standing watch won't warn anyone anymore because they're going to be so jaded from not having the event happen that they were told was going to happen, that they're just going to not believe anything. And so we really have to double our watch. We have to be twice as diligent. But we have to pray for discernment. We have to use common sense and discernment and analyze what we hear and really think it through. I know that I have fallen for five or six things the last year that I was positive was going to happen that did not happen. I'm still grateful that I sent out a warning. I think that was something that needed to happen, was that warning needed to be said. And I still think that we are in trouble. I still think that there are things going down that are going to spell basically annihilation for the United States. I think 
Things are worse off now than they were a month ago, and much worse than they were a year ago. I think our economy is getting ready to fall because it's crumbling right now. And I think that the world war is either going to heat up and things are going to happen within the next month or so, or else, as I stated a little bit earlier, that Russia, China, and the United States might be all on the same playbook, and each country might be scaring their own citizens into just total compliance. Now, I don't believe that's the case, but I think that's a definite possibility. I don't think we can believe anyone at all except Almighty God. I think the world is overrun by the power of Satan, and he's the father of the lie. And I think there are a million times more lies told than truth. And it's total chaos. And so what do you do? Well, you pray for discernment. And you don't fall for everything that just comes to you from an email or a friend of a friend. Try to verify everything. And don't worry about things. Just pray about things. If you think something's really going to happen, protect yourself and pray about it. You might mention it to a few of your close friends, but I really do think that we need to hold back on anything that would be considered hysteria or overreaction. Because some of the texts and emails I have were on the verge of that. But I do understand the spirit in which they were sent. They were sent as a warning because they're friends. And again, I do appreciate the warnings. But I hope I'm getting my point across is that we can't live in a state of fear and we can't live in chaos. And the people putting on the psychological operation know this. And so they're going to try to keep us in fear and keep us in chaos so we cannot live our lives as we need to live our lives. That gives them total free reign to do many things that we'd catch them at if we were 100% alert and ready to catch people doing their evil deeds. But if we don't know which side is up or what's happening and we don't know who to trust, we don't know who to turn to as far as on this earth, then we can really be put in neutral. And that's what they want to do is get us stuck in neutral. And I'm saying we need to find a gear, any gear that works, and we need to stay in that gear. And then if we can upshift and go to a better gear later on, well, so be it. But we have to put our brain in gear. We have to put our whole self in gear. And as far as trusting anyone, trust Almighty God. I know there's a lot of good people out there, and I do trust a lot of good people. But at this time period, I would have to say, in God we trust, and that's who we should trust in, is God. And if you're wondering why there's so many people willing to do things that are evil, well, I think we have a lot of people who are willingly on the side of Satan, of course, but I also think we have people who are possessed. I'm running into a whole lot more people that I look in their eyes and they're either on heavy drugs, which they could be, or they're demonically possessed. Because the look in their eye just is not right. It's just really off in some sort of a way. I can't explain it, but I think you know what I mean. It's the look of death, the look of despair, the look of evil. It's just, it's not a good look. And I see some people that have that, and kind of wild-eyed type people that you just want to avoid. 
And so I think it's really easy for Satan to gather his minions to do his evil work in this world. I think it's easy for him to do that because there's so many people that willingly follow Satan. They seem to love Satan and well, Satan is going to love them back in his own special way and they're not going to be very happy with how he reciprocates, but that's another story. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on VeteranBrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to VeteranBrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off-Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at VeteranBrigades.com. I wanted to talk about false flags for a minute. And if you don't know what a false flag is, it's an event that is staged where one side will stage something and then blame the other side for that event happening. Lots of people think 9-11 was a false flag. Lots of people think the Oklahoma City bombing was a false flag. The Gulf of Tonkin was a false flag. There's been many false flags in the history of the world. And there are going to be many more. And so there are going to be all sorts of false flags. And I think people are pretty hard to herd and corral. So I think the psychological operation or the multiple operations that are going on are doing just that. They're corralling us like a herd of cows. And they have multiple ways of doing that. And I'm going to tell you this about some old cow. If a cow knows that you want her in the corral and you really want her in there, and she's an old cagey old cow that kind of knows all the tricks, well, an old cow can elude you for a long time and not go in that corral. So we need to get cagey like that old cow. We need to get wary. We need to really have both eyes open and really look the situations over. Before we sign anything, before we say anything, before we do anything, we need to put some thought into it, some extra thought. And I think the more thought we put into things, the better. And we need to slow things down just a little bit because that's part of this chaos is everything is happening so fast. I was listening to a radio talk show host the other night that was talking about how he hated dogs. Because dogs are going to give away your position when the Chinese army is chasing you through the woods. And so if you have a dog, you need to get rid of your dog. And then he also went on to say that dogs will kill you with some germs and all sorts of things. And I don't listen to this person, and I really don't know anything about him. But telling people that they have to get rid of their dog because their dog is going to give away their position when they're running from the Chinese army. Don't you think that's a bit extreme? 
First of all, if we get invaded, whoever invades is going to have the technology to find us through infrared and all sorts of different ways to find us. And it's not going to be a dog whimpering or barking or a baby crying that's going to give us up. Because this next war is a war of technology. We're already seeing the beginning of that. And I think they're going to have dozens of ways that they can scan for people and find people that are underground or buried under granite or wherever they want to hide. I think that they can be seen through certain technologies. And I think that worrying about being invaded by, a Chi by the Chinese is rather ludicrous at this point. Do I think it could happen? Well, of course it could happen. But we have enough fear, we have enough disinformation, we have enough people out there that are too scared to get up in the morning. They literally want to stay in bed because they just don't know what's going to happen and they're fearful for everything. And it's time that we just really stood up to all this. And anyone that is talking nonsense, like, get rid of your dog, well, you can listen to them if you want, but you have to understand there are people out there that are fear peddlers, and I don't know if this gentleman is one of them, but if he's not, he's probably a candidate. And I know that I've been guilty of spreading some fear myself because I've warned some people about some things I was positive was going to happen that did not. So I'm not condemning this talk show host for his beliefs. I'm just thinking that that's just more of spreading the fear and spreading the chaos. And so what we have to do is we have to stand firm, stand firm in our principles and our beliefs and stand firm in who we are and what we are and why we are and how we are. Lots of the basic questions of life that we need to revisit and answer and confirm. Because right now the psychological operation is trying to totally erase basically all of our history and all of our memory and all of everything. They want to erase us. They call it the cancel culture, and guess who they want to cancel? You and me. I say two people can... I say more than one can play this cancel game, and I'm going to cancel these people that are evil, and I'm not going to have them have anything to do with my life. At least I will limit it. I know you can't get totally away from these people because they've corrupted everything. They're everywhere. That's one reason I don't shop at any big box stores. Is they're part of the oligarchy. So I do my best to avoid all these people, and I hope that they just leave me alone, and I'll leave them alone, and just kind of stay back, but really I don't leave them alone too much by talking about them on the radio and telling people to avoid them and not do business with them and so forth and so on, but I really do think that it's time for us to, to do everything in our power to end this chaos and try to stop these people that are willingly Satan's accomplices. And one way to do that is to not have anything to do with them, don't have business with them, don't associate with them. They're just things that we can do on our end. But I really am concerned about all of the information that was floating around in early October about all these meltdowns and zombies and everything that was going to happen. And so the next event 
that they come up with that's going to be 5G is going to boil your blood and zombies are going to come out and your cell phone is going to explode and yeah, all these things that I heard. You just need to take a deep breath and maybe mentally prepare for having some rough times, but don't automatically think, okay, well, this is the day that's going to happen. Because what you're going to do to yourself is you're going to work yourself up either to where you're not well mentally or physically, or it'll just do the opposite. It'll harden you and dull your senses down to where when something really is about to happen, you won't sense it, see it, feel it until it's too late. So what I'm trying to say is that there's lots of thought, time, and effort going into this psychological operation, or the multiple operations, and that's why they're successful. So we have to give it an equal amount of consideration, time, and thought, and effort to avoid them and be able to discern what is real and what is part of this psychological operation. We need to devote some time to pondering what is going on in the world and how it affects us and how it affects our community and ultimately our country and our world. I know there's lots of people right now giving information that the economy is about to collapse, and I don't know if that's the case. I've been hearing that for over 50 years. Boy, this economy is going to crumble. It's going to collapse. And while we've had some bad moments, as far as 2008 and the Jimmy Carter presidency and several other different time periods, it never has really collapsed into this huge depression that I was told was just around the corner. But I still believe that these old geezers that I was talking to as a kid, I do believe that they're right. I think that it's going to happen. I think it's going to be sooner than later, but I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be in our lifetime, and it might be next week. I don't know. I know very little about how the economy works as far as behind the scenes. I know how it's supposed to work as far as on paper. As far as you and me are concerned, I understand that. But but what happens behind the scenes and the backroom deals and the interest rate hikes and the Wall Street shenanigans and that I don't understand. But I think it's best that we just take care of ourselves and if we're in debt, try to get out of debt. Try to get things as manageable as possible as soon as you can. And be ready to ride out any storm. Is a storm coming? Well, there's always a storm coming. I don't know when it's going to be. But yes, there's a storm coming, but who knows when? Last winter, they said they had to finish the war in Ukraine before winter. And then they said they had to finish the war in Ukraine before spring, before the ground thawed. Now they're saying they have to finish the war before winter again. I'm seeing a pattern. And there are lots of people making lots of money off this war. And they're going to prolong it as long as they can. I don't know which countries are involved with all these psychological operations, but I would venture a guess if not every country in the world was somehow involved in a psychological operation as far as their government is concerned. I would say the vast majority are involved. And so we have people that are being lied to in different countries all over the world about all sorts of things. And we have 
people that are taught in schools one thing in one country and a totally opposite thing in another country. They're using the old divide and conquer. They're, they're trying to mess our minds up, and they're doing a good job. This younger generation is about as messed up as I've ever seen. And I thought my generation was messed up. But until we get a handle on things and understand that we're being played most of the time, and we need to devote our energy back into ourselves and our own families and our own preparations and our own life, if we can do that, we're going to be much happier. And if we're much happier, we're going to be much more willing to come up against this evil that's trying to take our happiness away from us. That's really all I want for my listeners is for them to be informed and also to be fulfilled in their lives and happy. And I wish that on everyone that hears this broadcast. But it's a hard thing to do today. It's hard to discern what's right, what's wrong, what's what. But if you stay in prayer and you turn on your own intellect, I think you're going to make it through a lot better than those who just treat everything as if it's all true, everything they hear. They act on everything. And while I think there are people out there that truly are working for us, some of them sometimes go overboard and people spend money and change plans and do things for events that never happen. And so we have to really be careful because money's tight. We can't throw it around. But we can't sit back and do nothing when action is required. So you're really going to have to be on your toes. And I hope that you are. I'm going to come back the second half of the show and talk more off-grid type topics. But I would ask that you consider partnering with me to air this show. Because this show only comes by donations from listeners such as yourself. And donations are down. Everybody that I talk to in this business, and also I hear several of the talk show hosts that say how far down their donations are, and and I'm among that group where donations are down. But I've also committed myself that I'm not going to go away, not unless I just absolutely have to, but I sure would like to have a few more people donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, or more. That would really help keep this program on the air. And also, I'm expanding to WTWW, and that's airing now on WTWW, and I believe the frequency is 5085. I hope my memory is serving me correct. And also, the show is on WBCQ and WRMI. And I do appreciate all of my podcast listeners as well. I ask that the shortwave listeners, as well as the podcast listeners, would chip in a few dollars. That would really, really help me. And I take checks and money orders. You'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, 
give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information. Every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really do appreciate you tuning in today. Well, we finally had a frost here last night. It was a quite a frost, actually, a killing frost, as far as I could tell. And I just finished mowing my last field of hay yesterday. And the grass was still nice and green, and it was a little bit mature, but still very good feed. And so I'm glad I hung with it and kept the mower going as best I could for the last week. And as I talk right now, I have about 140 acres of hay that's laying down on the ground that needs to be raked and baled because I concentrated on mowing. And I got up early this morning and went out to rake hay, and the first thing I did was break the rake I just bought. I broke a U-joint on it, so I'm going to be fixing the U-joint. So I have to pound the old U-joint out and put a new U-joint in and also fix the yoke because it tore it up a little bit. So I've got a little work to do before I get back into the field. But anyway, I've stayed awful busy, and that's helped me mentally to stay busy because if I was just thinking about all the chaos and all the craziness of the world, I'd probably be more nuts than I am. So I'm really glad that I have the distraction of being up against deadlines that I have to have things done. And after I finish recording this show, I have a 350-mile drive to do this evening, so I'm kind of under a deadline there too. But since we've had our last killing frost... Foraging season is officially over for almost everything. But what there is out there to get is still worth getting. 
there still is some curled dock that got hit, unless you live where it hasn't froze yet, but it's coming. If you haven't received the frost yet in your area, it's going to be there very soon. And so it's last call for any curled dock, and mallows are harvestable all winter long. I have a large field of mallows, and it took a big hit, and there's a lot of it looks very wilty today. But mallows come back, and they're not as big and not as nutritious as the ones you would pick during season, but they're a plant that seems to try to grow all winter long. It doesn't grow in January and so forth when it's below zero, of course, but any of the days that it gets up to 40 degrees or so, it tends to try to grow a little bit, and you can harvest enough to make teas and and make some single servings of vegetables all almost all winter with that. And so I would look for mallows. Their texture is odd, and so they're not the most pleasant to eat by themselves as far as boiling them and eating them. But to add them in a salad or to add them as an ingredient in another side or entree, then they work really well for that. And they give you good nutrition. In this area, it was a great year for wild roses. And wild roses are generally small, spindly bushes that don't really amount to much. And you really don't see them unless there's a large patch of them. They're not like the domestic roses that are grown commercially that they're not like the commercial roses that are big and bold. These wild roses are tiny, but after they mature and they put out what's called a rose hip that is their seed pod, then you can see the seeds from quite a distance. I'd say 10 to 20 yards. You can look out in the field and see the red berries. I guess you could technically call them berries, but they are rose hips, and now is the time to gather rose hips. Now, you can harvest them through the winter, but now is the time where they're premium. And so if you live in an area with wild roses, now is the time to go after that. If you're in an area that has sagebrush, like I'm in, well, now's the time to go ahead and get some sagebrush roots. If you want to make soap, or there's several other things you can do, but... The nickname of this plant is soapweed because people traditionally have made soap out of the roots. There are some medicinal uses as well, but primarily it's soap. And I have to say this is a rabbit trail. In my mowing, as I was up in the hills, I have to avoid the big soapweeds because they'll tear your mower up. And I'm up there with tumbleweeds and soapweeds I know I'm describing a field that you think is not worth mowing, but the field wasn't totally infested with them. It's just parts of the field you have to kind of avoid. But right hanging with me was a female pronghorn with her baby. And a lot of people call them antelope, but they're pronghorn. And they're very prevalent in western Nebraska and Wyoming and Montana, the Dakotas there. They're native to here. They were here with the buffalo as they roamed freely. And the pronghorn, or antelope, whatever you want to call them, they're some of the last remaining large wildlife that's free. And it was really nice to have the company of this female and her baby. Apparently the people must be feeding them, because neither one was scared of me. 
I had to get off the tractor and do some repair. And they just stopped and watched me. And they were only about 10 yards away from me. So I had a really good look at a very nice mama and her baby. And as I was mowing through the tumbleweeds, the last day it was very windy, almost too windy to mow. But as I would mow the tumbleweed off at the stem, it would immediately start rolling with the wind. I could imagine if a tumbleweed could talk, they would be saying, we're free, we're free. And I was sending tumbleweeds into the fence like you wouldn't believe. Like I say, the field wasn't totally infested with them, but I get to do all sorts of things out in the hayfield that other people have never experienced. And so I wanted to give you that visual of me out in the field with two pronghorn watching me and dodging the sagebrush and turning loose the tumbleweeds. <laughs> but the grass that was there is very nice grass, so I've got a lot of bales to pick up. And so I'm going to be busy for the next 30 days or so hauling hay. But I still have another five or six days of raking and baling because I mowed that much down. But getting back to the foraging. If you live in an area that has goldenrod, goldenrod is very nice. You can use it as a spice. You can boil the leaves or the flowers or the flowers. They turn very fuzzy when they seed out. and kind of messy to deal with. But you can put that into a bag or just put it in water directly and make tea. Of course, you'd have to strain out the leaves and stems and the flowers. That makes a nice healthy tea. And right now, if, there's, if you have any wild grapes or any fruit trees, you can go gather the leaves before they turn brown. And you can use those leaves for tea. And the leaves have nutrition in them, and as you boil out the leaf for the tea, of course, the nutrition goes into the water, into your tea, and so you get nutrients that way. And mulberries, anything that's a fruit-bearing tree, go ahead and save the leaves. And Russian olives, right now would be a good time to gather Russian olive leaves. And with those, you can crush them. You, of course, dry them first. You can crush them into a powder and then just put them in boiling water and make a porridge out of them. I've told that to people. They say, Russian olive leaves, yuck, I wouldn't eat that. If you've never tried it, well, don't knock it because it's not bad. I never cease to be amazed at how brainwashed we are that we have to get our food from a grocery store. And we will ingest chemicals that some chemist made that gives something a shelf life of a 100 years or 500 years or whatever. They say a Twinkie can sit on the counter for years. And also, I bought food that I've opened up and put out to see if any ants or flies or anything would molest this thing I put out. And I put things out by ant mounds that the ants won't even get. And so we're eating so many things that are bad for us that are just nothing but chemicals. But yet... When someone talks about something natural, they say, Ooh, yuck, I wouldn't eat that. Well, I guess that leaves more for those who will eat it. But that's something you can look at. And there's also, in some parts of the world, the wild oats are coming on on their fall growth, and they will green up. They'll mature next spring. But you can use the wild oats. You can use the grass to make tea. It's not very strong. And it's not the most nutritious, but it isn't bad. It's 
It's pleasant, and it does give you some vitamins. But it's time to save willow leaves, and willow leaves are used for medicines and mostly pain relief, as well as poplar and cottonwoods. They have the same type of chemical in them. If you have elm leaves, well, there's medicinal properties in elm, as well as silver maple, and there's just so many different trees. And also the juniper berries are mature, so the seed is hard inside of them now, but you can still harvest those blue juniper berries. And I mentioned a few shows back, cattail. Of course, you can harvest that all year round. And also there's some dandelions that are still lingering. So that's your primary target as far as foraging around here. Now I know south of here it's not going to freeze for another week, two, or three. And if you get far enough south, it won't freeze for quite some time yet. And so there's a lot of foraging that you could do in your area. Now I'm not familiar with some of the far north or far south or far east or far west. A lot of the things that you have there, if you live in those areas, you might have a whole list of things that I've never even heard of that you can forage. That's why I think you need to really do your studying and find out just what is in your area. And you can use what I say as an example, but you really need to hone in your skills and become an expert in foraging in your area. And it's time for you to get all of your wood-burning stoves and everything in order. Get your pipes clean if they need it. Make sure you don't have any leaks that's going to leak smoke in your house or anything that's going to be dangerous. Make sure that your fire mats are out and in place before you start your fires. Most people have already gathered their firewood, but if you haven't gathered it yet, go ahead and get it gathered and keep it dry. There's one field that I mowed. It was kind of made me sad. There was at least three years worth of firewood in a big pile, but it had been sitting there for a lot of years, and it was rotten. And so everything was so dry rotted that really didn't have much heating value anymore. But someone went to an awful lot of work and made a huge pile of wood. Did a nice job, too. But it just has sat too long out in the weather. And so if you can cover your firewood or keep it inside of a shed or outbuilding, that would be good. And if you can't do that, just cover it with a tarp. Try to keep that moisture out of it. But we have to make sure that everything's winterized. And For those who live out in the sticks like I do, well, it's time to make your house as rodent-proof as possible. A lot of people that move out into the sticks don't realize that there's an awful lot of critters that want to move in with you. And so make sure everything is as mouse-proof and raccoon-proof and possum-proof and anything else that wants to encroach that wants to set up camp inside your building, you need to make sure that there are no avenues for them to get in. And, of course, you need to winterize your house and make it as efficient as possible. Now, my opinion as far as the economy crashing, I'm going to revisit that just a little bit, is that something's got to give. Every time you go buy something, it's like a slap in the face how much it costs. And everything's going up. It seems like every week or two, something that you've been buying for ever, it seems, is now twice the cost or 
is approaching that. And I think that things are going to crumble a lot more before this Christmas. I've been hearing that from a lot of people, and I guess that's not my idea, it's not my thought, but I've been hearing it from other people, and I do agree with it, that there's a lot of outward signs and also different measures of the economy as far as measuring sticks that are indicating that things are slowing down as far as the economy and we might be in a lot of trouble. So make sure that every penny that you put in heating your house actually does its job as long as it can. Any drafts that you can stop up, any insulation you can install or use, even if it's just hanging drapes, just anything that you can do to help save you some money, I think you need to do that. I heard from Catherine, who is an avid listener, and also she was a guest here several months ago, and she's been canning and canning and canning. And I envy her ambition and her ability, because she can really store the food. And she sent me a letter explaining all of the food she was canning and all the things she was doing. And I had the thought that if everyone was like Catherine, if everyone knew how to do what she knows how to do, I don't think anyone would be hungry. I think everyone would survive. And she really is working hard to get things ready for things to fall apart. Because she is like-minded. She's like me. She thinks that things are eventually going to crumble to the point where they're going to have to fall. But I want to thank her for her wonderful letter and explaining all the things she was doing, and I think she's going to be just fine. And I think of all of those that don't have any ability to can because they don't live near a farmer's market, they don't have a garden, or any way to have a garden. For those people, I think that if you can hit a wholesale house and buy in bulk, go ahead and buy a crate of tomatoes or potatoes or whatever you want to can, I think that you can put away a lot of produce, even if you didn't grow it, you can still can it. And I've been paying close attention to Canada as far as they keep passing laws to try to limit the people who are presenters or people that have a video or a radio show or something they post online that they're trying to manipulate and control all of the people that are making content more so than anywhere else in North America. And of course, if in Canada, if they initiate all these new controls and all these new guidelines, it's just a matter of time before it happens here in the United States. Because it doesn't matter about Trudeau or Biden or anybody else as far as leaders, they're all dancing to the tune of their master. And I think they're trying to shut all the doors they can before we do become self-sufficient. And one of the things that I'm really worried about is them getting rid of the cash and going to this digital currency that is nothing but a number that your bank can simply just not pay something. They can tell the customer, sorry, we can't let you spend money for that. Or they can just freeze your account. And of course, they're going to say they're fighting illegal drugs and all sorts of things, but 
in reality, they're trying to corral us like, like I say, a bunch of cows. And that's really the final thing they can do is make it to where we have to play by their rules and use their money and do everything for them, by them, you know, as far as dancing to their tune. We have to do that or else. And we can't let ourselves get into that situation. And unfortunately, we're at the doorstep of that. But if you would be like Catherine and become as self-sufficient as possible, I think that would be a good thing. I know I keep preaching self-sufficiency on this show, and I hope you don't get tired of hearing it. I hope that you are actually doing something to be self-sufficient. And another thing I want you to do, and I've said this before, but I want to restate it, is learn a new skill. Don't just rest on that you know what you know and you don't know any more than that. It's time to learn more than you know right now. And there are several things this winter I am going to learn about and learn how to do that's going to make me more self-sufficient. Now, whether or not this big crisis event happens, I don't know. But I do know that if I'm not ready for it, if I'm not prepared to do what it takes to do what I need to do, well, then I'm either going to fail at surviving or I'm going to suffer or both. And I don't want to be in that boat, and I don't want you to be in that boat either. I want you to be self-sufficient, and I want you to be able to maneuver through life as best you can without getting hurt. Unfortunately, and we get hurt here all the time. But we don't want to take any unnecessary knocks if we can at least prepare for something we think is coming. So keep preparing. Keep foraging. Keep spreading the word about events that you are worried about. But put your brain in gear and make sure that what you are talking about as far as warning people, make sure that you have a credible source, not just someone's uncle or someone on the internet or me, for that matter. Try to verify and be as positive as you can. You're still going to have a few things slip past you, but I think that you're going to be a lot less stressed. I think you'll learn how to have discernment. And again, I think you need to pray for that. Well, I hope the right ears heard the show today. I always enjoy putting the show on, and I hope that you enjoy it too. I do wish nothing but the best for all of my listeners. And I wish times were good. I wish the economy was great. I wish everybody had everything they could possibly want or need. I wish there were no Satan. I wish there were no evil. That's why I concentrate on the kingdom of God, because in the kingdom of God there is no Satan, there is no evil. And we're in the presence of Jesus. And I think that is really something that we all need to focus on during these hard times, is that the Bible does tell us the future. And the future is actually good. We have to go through some really rocky times to get there. But the future is good. Never forget that. Well, before I close, I would ask that you would consider donating to the show because it's because of your donations that I'm able to bring the show to you. And I take checks and money orders or cash. You'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. 
P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And your donations are very much appreciated. And I want to welcome the new listeners on WTWW. And for you that listen on that station, I'm going to be on several times a week. It's going to have the fresh weekly show plus two reruns every week. So far, that's the plan. And then two of my Harmony Barn Sessions music shows per week. And so I'm going to be on five nights per week on WTWW if things go according to plan as I understand it. But I'm not in charge of what goes where or when or how. I just know that I've been asked to be a part of it, and I said yes, and I'm very glad. And I'm very glad to have Bob Bierman as a mentor and as friend, and him helping me secure these different frequencies on shortwave. And I also wanted to mention again my podcast listeners. I really do appreciate you. I appreciate you downloading, and I appreciate you sharing. And I appreciate you listening. And I try to upload every Sunday night or Monday morning. That's when I try to put up my fresh show. And once again, thanks for listening. And keep checking back for more episodes. And I haven't given a shout out for a while to those on Key Radio in Missouri. And I really appreciate you listening as well. I get several cards and letters from Missouri and And so I know Key Radio has some loyal listeners, and I do appreciate you listening. Well, folks, we have to circle the wagons and batten down the hatches and and be able to ride out whatever storm that Satan throws our way. Just remember to go with God, stay with God, trust in God, and realize that your treasures can't be of this world. Stay as calm and as happy and as content as you possibly can during these hard times where you have people that are willingly trying to change your attitude and steal your joy. Don't let them do it. That would be my advice to you today. Well, thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, stay vigilant, stay strong, stay teachable, keep your powder dry, And never, ever forget, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.